Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. InshaAllah, dear listeners in the masjid and those who are listening through the social media, we keep reminding each other, فَذَكِّرْ فَإِنَّ ذِكْرَةً فَالْمُؤْمِنِينَ that the problem and the pandemic is still not over. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has not let us out of this test that he's been testing us for the last one year or so. So we continue keeping the social distance, keeping washing our hands, covering our face, especially when we are in a closed area such as masjid, keeping our social distances, follow the guidelines provided by the government to the masjid and from the management of the masjid to as the musallis. I'd like to repeat that again. Guidelines given by the government to the management of the masajids and from the masajid to us. Not the other way around, people assuming that, you know, just somebody woke up in the morning, you know, from the management of the masjid and decided just to put these rules in place inside the masjids. It is not simple as that. They are they have, they have been watched and they have been given rules and regulations to follow and they have passed them on to us as a musalli. So all I'm requesting is inshallah for those who are attending the masajids, any masjids, please follow the instructions given by the management as they are also following the guidelines given by the government. Inshallah at the same time, um, we're requesting, we have some requests from some brothers and sisters here. Uh, we have Sister Anissa Sharif, who's having heart problems and in hospital. And she's asking, inshallah, to remember her in our special du'as on a special day, on a special salat, as Jum'ah, to ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give her shifa kamila, ajila, mustamira, to ease her problems and her illnesses. And at the same time, we have Brother Ali Muhammad Kalsekar for who is having an eye operation. We ask together Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to ease their problems. And at large, all the Muslim brothers and sisters who are not well at home and many of them hospitalized, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala shower his mercy upon them. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala safeguard us Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, alhamdulillah, gave us a shifa, gave us health, gave us ability to be able to breathe his air without any charges. Yeah? To enjoy the life given by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala without any condition. All Allah is asking is, Ad'uni astajib lakum, asking me, ask me, and I will listen to your du'as, obey my orders, and I'll be at your service. Alhamdulillah, last Friday, I started the talk and it was based on Birul Walidain, respecting our parents, looking after them, as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala taught us in the Quran, a beautiful dua, Rabbir hamhuma kama rabbayani sagira, O Allah, have mercy on them eh, as they had mercy on me when I 
I was not able to look after myself, to feed myself, to clothe myself, to take care of myself. Now they are not able to do anything. When you pass away, you cannot do any harm to anybody or any good to anybody. So we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, just like when I was not able to do anything for myself, but my parents were there to look after me when I was a small child. Now they are not able to do anything for themselves. They are in your mercy. Rabbi Rahmuma, please I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, have mercy on them. Wonderful, beautiful dua Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala taught us. And due to the time I could not finish, but I would like to say, let me finish it off this Friday. That last week I spoke more on parents, more on children to the parents, but at the same time, we as a parents also have our duty and responsibility to, to our children. The hadith of Ibn Abbas radiallahu anhuma, he said the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Laysa minna. The Prophet Muhammad sallallahu started with the hadith by saying, Laysa minna. That this person, it is not amongst us. And the ulama says, Minna mean those who will be with the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And the Prophet warned us by saying, Laysa minna. It cannot be one who is with us and not do the following. So if the followings are not met, then definitely he is not one, one of us. The Prophet Muhammad continues saying, Laysa minna mallam yarham sagirana. The first one he mentioned is the one who does not have mercy on the little ones, on the young ones, on the children. He's not one of us. Who does not have mercy on them. And at the same time, continue Prophet Kabirana. And he's not one of us who does not have respect for the elders. So the Prophet is teaching us balance. Just like when we asking them to respect us, respect is given and receive. Love is give and take. It's not always one way. I remember once I gave an example. A father is smoking cigarette. And as soon as seeing his son smoking, he loses top. Why? Why are you telling your son off? for smoking cigarette when you are the one who showed him the example. I don't understand. You are not performing salat and you are shouting and telling off your children for not performing salat. Lead by example. Heavy mercy is not only Feeding them. It's not only clothing them. 
have mercy on them is showing them the right path. Not by words, by example. So when I am not following the teaching of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, but yet I'm expecting my children to be 100% on the right path. But I don't want to follow the teaching of the Prophet Muhammad I don't want to pray Salat. But I'm ready to pick up the stick and, you know, remind them about Salat. He's not one of us who does not have mercy on the young ones. There is no way in the Quran or Hadith or the teaching of the Prophet Muhammad where he said, it's okay for the father not to pray, but make sure your children pray. I've never seen it. I've never read it anywhere. Because the salat, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ordered for every Muslim. He did not say it's okay for the elders not to pray. He did not say it's okay for the young one not to pray. As long as salat is first upon you, even if you are not well on bed, still salat is first upon you. And then he mentioned the Prophet Muhammad on the same hadith. Two more things which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned in the Quran. Al-amru bil anil munkar. Also, he's not one of us who does not give instruction, advice, telling others to do good. And when he sees somebody not doing good, he does not stop them. Amru bil ma'roof wa nahyu anil munkar. The Prophet Muhammad in this hadith of Ibn Abbas, he mentioned four things. First is to have mercy on the young ones, the young ones to respect the elders, to give good advice, and leading them, the same advice by, by, by action also, and to stop them or to stop somebody when you see them they are doing bad if these are not found in that person the prophet muhammad says Laysa minna. that person cannot be amongst us when i want my children to be a good human being to be a good muslim on one occasion one of the Sahaba was passing away and he could not utter the kalima. He was on his last breath. He could not utter the kalima. And it was unusual. The Sahaba got so worried. We know this Sahaba personally, but what is wrong with him? Why can't he just perform the kalima and before he passed away? They were worried about his future. What is going to happen to him? He's one of us. Somebody ran away, ran straight to the Prophet Muhammad and to ask for help. Ya Rasulullah, he's one of us and he's struggling to utter the kalima on his last breath. The Prophet Muhammad came to the rescue. He came and he saw the Sahaba and then he asked around, is any of his family members alive and they replied yes his mother said go call for her 
she was called by the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam. First, when she was told that why she's she, she's been wanted, she didn't want to come. But when she was told it is the request of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam, she came straight away, respecting the request of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam. On arriving, the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam asked her. Is everything okay between you and your son? Because what we're seeing here is unusual. The mother, she replied with a broken heart, saying that, I don't want anything to do with my son. She was upset. And that was the reason why he couldn't perform the kalima. He couldn't utter the kalima. Prophet Muhammad tried to explain to her to forgive him but she was so upset that she didn't want anything to do with his death. On hearing that the Prophet Muhammad wanted to teach the Ummah physical example he asked some of the Sahaba can you bring some moods and the mother is she's there and she's seeing all this, the brought woods and Professor Sama asking, can we set a fire on it? And then she asked, Ya Rasulullah, what are you doing? Because I want to put your son into the fire, so at least he dies, because he's struggling. And the mother says, how? How could you do that in front of me? I'm his mother. How could I see my son burning alive in front of me? The Prophet Muhammad replied to her, As a mother, if you cannot see, bear the pain, your son is going to get burned in this little small fire of this world. Then how could you allow your son to be burning in the hellfire, in the Jahannam? Because if he dies without the kalima, if he dies and you are upset and you have not forgiven him, then Allah will punish him. On hearing that the, the mother, the mother is a mother at the end of the day, she fell down on her knees and she asked for forgiveness, for forgiveness from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and she said, I have forgiven him for every pain he has given me. On hearing that, on that moment, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave him the strength of reading the kalima and passing away. What the Prophet Muhammad was trying to teach us, the Ummah, that yes, on many occasions in our life, our children do cause pain to us by not obeying, listening. But many times that we are the reason for our children to be like what they are. They are. Because we did not show them the right path, we did not lead them with the right example, and they are who they are because we led them to that. And then when the time comes of them, us expecting them to respect us and obeying us, and they don't, and then we become so upset that we utter such a word that the children have to suffer for the rest of their life. Why? Because I don't want to forgive that child. And the Prophet Muhammad taught us in this example, if we cannot 
bear to see them with our eyes burning in the fire which is only you know a minimum a, a, a normal fire in this world if you cannot then how could you not forgive your son and you you making that for sure if he dies he goes in the hellfire and many times you'll see the problem comes is between when a husband and a wife they don't get on and unfortunately the marriage comes to an end you know divorce i have seen so many cases in my life where first you know there are two selfish people here i'm sorry to say that but the two selfish people here with their ego your problem is your problem why are you dragging the kids in there if you're man enough handle your problem yourself do not involve the kids but no the father will teach the kids to hate the mother the mother will teach the kids hate your father you're just spreading hate and the, the kids unfortunately they must assume they're confused they love both of you you are their parents they go to the father don't listen to your mother they go to the mother don't listen to your father and they're confused and then then go they listen to the third party who take them astray inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi it is your problem don't involve the kids and don't involve the extend, ex, extended family deal with yourself you two of you you go married you have allah gave you children and now if you cannot handle each other then that's your problem but you have responsibility to make sure those kids are on the right path because they are ni'mah given by allah subhanahu wa ta'ala just like the wealth we are given the health we are given the life we are given the children we are given by allah subhanahu wa ta'ala they will be asked by allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on the day of qiyamah why you why you didn't go on the right path why you went in the wrong path and trust me they will stand up and complain to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the court of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that my father or my mother they never took care of us trust me they will why because allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions in the quran yawma yafirru al-mar'u min akhihi wa ummihi wa abihi wa sahibatihi wa banihi that day nobody's going to care the father is going to say i'm sorry i have no time i don't know what's going to happen to myself if i'm going to pass or not the same mother who kept you for nine months in her stomach the same mother who took care of you even on that day of qiyamah she's going to say son let me sort my 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 problems out first with allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then allah mentioned in the quran so it is our responsibility to make sure we lead them by good example i'm not performing salat i'm not reading quran and accepting my son, my, my my children to be you know pious malaika farishta angels be their good friend or else they'll find another friend somewhere else let's not be so strict at home that when the children hear the father arriving at home they like looking for the corners where to go and hide 
That's not the teaching of the Prophet Muhammad In one of the hadith of Aisha anha, a Bedouin came, someone from the village came to the Prophet Muhammad and asked Rasulullah, do you kiss your, your, your children? The Prophet Muhammad taught us to love our kids, to put our hand on their head, to kiss their head, to pray for them. And the Bedouin, the Prophet Muhammad said, yes, we do kiss our kids and pray for them. I said, what we don't do, we find it, you know, it's, it's, it's like arrogant. Why should I go down to the child? The child should raise up to me. The Prophet Muhammad replied to that, that I cannot put any love in your heart where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has taken it because your people's heart is full of hatred. You hate your, the ni'mah given by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the children. My dear brothers, time is running out. My message to everybody that there is people out there for 10, 15, 17 years of marriage, they have not be able to have a child. Every night they're asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, give us at least one. And there's many of us without even asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we even even thanking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah has given us a child after child. On the day of Qiyamah, if we don't take care of these kids, if we don't give them a good, uh, good guidance, lead them in the right path, they will stand up in the court of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and complain against us. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give me the tawfiq to act upon the teaching of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa and to obey the orders of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to live a life that will pleasing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala.